0: Hi there, I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. I'm your Inner Buddha Reiki master teacher and awakening coach from InnerBuddha.ca. And I'm here to help emotionally overloaded working moms find relief from anxiety and stress in their personal and professional lives. Naturally. It's all about creating sustainable ways to improve your mental and emotional well-being from the inside out. Join me as I take you through my own personal journeys and others who have figured it out for themselves. I shared secrets of how I was able to break free from the overwhelming mind chatter and constant worry through self-discovery, spirituality, and practicality. My mission is to help you break free from old patterns and cycles so you can stress less. You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneur's Podcast with your host, Trisha Shinko, and this is episode five. Today's episode, we're going to be talking all about a little topic that some people dare not talk about and actually tend to turn a blind eye to, money and a relationship with money and how that relationship has been treating you We're going to talk about how to turn that relationship around to be a relationship that you are happy to talk about. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm so happy you guys are here. Uh, So today we are going to talk about a little bit of a taboo subject, something that may make some people feel uncomfortable. So it all depends on where you're at with this subject. The subject itself is what is your relationship with money? So manifesting your dreams obviously requires money, right? But have you ever looked at what your relationship really is with money? I mean like have you ever looked at what you actually think of money or how it actually makes you feel or what are the things that you're telling yourself about money? So In order to manifest things like, say your bucket list, lifelong trip that you wanted to take, for example, which is actually a question that I asked in my uh, private Facebook group last week, find your inner Buddha. Um, so what everyone said, obviously, is they had a place they would love to go, right? They had these big, huge dreams. And the only thing, and I asked, I said, what is the thing that's holding you back? And a hundred percent of them said it was money or lack of money, right? So obviously this got me thinking and money can really give us an opportunity to either do whatever we want in our lives, or it can also block us from doing everything we ever wanted to do in our lives. So really it's about what we allow it to do. And why do we put off our dreams? I mean, we have dreams, but these dreams we tend to make them so far out there that we really never bring them close enough into our reality to actually make it happen. so then we could go our entire lives and then miss out on these dreams because they don't we don't just don't put enough a priority on them right and then when we look back at the end of our lives, let's say. We see these things, and we're like, oh, I wish I did this, or I wish I did that, and I had more of this in my life, and I just, it was money that held me back, you know, and then you sit and regret, and I'm here to say, you don't have to wait until your deathbed to do these things, right? Like, life is happening right now, and we we shouldn't be living for tomorrow, we should live for today, because today, really is, the now is all that we ever have, right, So if you really wanted something bad enough, I mean, you would find a way to make it happen. And we always do, right? It's all about how you're prioritizing this desire. And when the desire is strong enough, you can actually make anything happen. So you just have to want it, right? Then actually believe that it can come into your reality instead of this far-off dream that we've had. So for example... Last year, my husband and I, we came into some money and we had a choice. We could either fix up our home or take the kids on a dream trip to Disney World. So guess what we did? The first thing I did was jump online and I used my travel agent skills. And then I booked us a trip that we would remember for many years to come. Why? Because of my priorities. My priorities is my growing family. So, I mean, obviously, the responsible thing would have been to, of course, invest in our home, fix up things that we've been putting off, but they ended up getting fixed later on anyway. So, at the time, I knew that life was happening now, and my kids are only going to be young for a little bit. So, before they move out, of course, and then move on to their own families. I knew that building memories for us as a family was very important and having this experience definitely brought us uh, closer as a family. So I don't regret spending a single dime. It was so worth it. Um, But in order to manifest money into our lives, we got to know where it comes from. So really all money is, is just energy. It ebbs and flows just like the ocean does, just as the waves of our lives that kind of goes in and out, right? So money actually, surprisingly enough, the same vibration as love. So the more love we have in our lives, the more money we will then allow into our lives. And really, it's a conscious awareness and the conscious attention that we bring to this possibility into our lives, So it's really up to us to make the choice, right? So really, the more you ignore and turn a blind eye to your finances and bank accounts and things like that, the more you're pushing it away. So give your finances some love so it can grow. That's what I'm telling you right now. (laughs) It really comes down to, you know, what your beliefs are, to be honest, and what money programming you've had since you were a child, because... We all have money blocks that prevent us and prevent money from the energy of money from completely coming into our lives, which we tell ourselves all the time. Things are too expensive, or I could never afford that, or you say to yourself, I'm always broke, or I can't go out this weekend because I don't have enough money, (laughs) you know? So there's things that you tell yourselves over and over and over again, and I've done it too. I mean, I'm not immune to this, right? It's just until you really realize what you're telling yourself, that's when you can finally catch it and stop it and change it so then you can stop perpetuating this cycle. It's a cycle of shame, really, and it's not healthy. So these are just things that we tell ourselves, and then these are the things that actually keep you stuck. So what I'm going to ask you is this. What are some things that you tell yourself about money since you were little? Or I should say, what are what was your parents' money story that you've adopted since you were little? So I'm going to let you know something. From ages 0 to 7, so we are all sponges at that age, right? We're soaking up information everything around us, everything is impressionable at that age. And All the family stories that we carry with us unconsciously affects all of the decisions that we make with money today, now, right? So I'll give you an example. When I was little, uh, my family story was that we were dirt poor and we would never be rich. And my parents completely accepted their fate and lived out their days being um, you know, barely making it and living bottom of the barrel was good enough for them. And because they just didn't know anything different, you know, that's just how they grew up. So it was comfortable for them. So they stayed there and they're still there, I gotta tell you guys. But for me, it, of course, it taught me to appreciate everything that we had in our lives, right? I never took anything for granted. But deep down inside, I knew, even when I was little, when I was eight years old, that that was not my life. I did not see that for myself. I saw myself abundant in a lavish, luxurious life, right? And that is what I'm aiming to achieve now. And that's what I'm living now. <laughs> and it's possible from coming from the bottom of the barrel to come work all your way up, right? Right? So, of course, this impacted my parents to the degree that they would never let things go because they just didn't know when it was going to come around again. And so they became hoarders. And before I met my tidy, organized husband, I too collected everything and I couldn't let it go because it became sentimental and then it would be physically painful to detach from these things that we collected, right? so. Really what it comes down to is how do we escape this trap of pre-programming from our childhood and the stories that we're telling ourselves over and over again. Really it's by waking up and bringing the truth to the surface. So we're waking up to things that we're actually doing in our lives. We're waking up to the stories that we're actually telling ourselves and changing our views on how we actually see money and feel about it. That's the biggest thing is the feeling is how it makes you feel. So adding in a little bit of gra- gratuity, like gratefulness. <laughs> so being grateful, that is just being grateful for every little thing in your life instead of focusing on what you don't have, which only brings it down, right? So gratitude is really the water that, uh, that see that the water that, um, the seed of prosperity needs to grow, right? So the more thankful you are of what you have already in your life tells the universe to send you more of it. It's like, like attracts light, right? So it just comes together. So what I'm really saying is that you, what we need to do is raise our love vibration. So yes, this sounds cheesy. I'm not going to lie. But the more I dropped my old stories and the more I stopped telling myself about how things are so expensive and I can't afford it, the more I saw things in the light of love, the lens of love, the more abundant and prosperity my life became and it things just started to flow into my life so easily and it's not like this correlation is not just a coincidence. It is again, takes practice and making conscious decisions, knowing what you're doing. So what you need to do is really just stop wishing for things and hoping, then telling yourself that you'll never get them because you can never afford it. Or, you know, this obviously only pushes it away. It's like dating. Like, let's say, for example, no one ever wants to go over somebody that's so desperate for love and attention, right? It only pushes you away. So it's the same thing with money. When we're so desperately wanting it, you're actually pushing it away farther and farther. So what you need to have is a delicate balance of gratitude and money smarts. So of course, money smarts is the second part of what we need to do to start growing your bank account. So we can't just obviously sit around and uh, make affirmations and hope that money is going to come in all on its own, it actually takes us taking the right actions to grow our bank accounts. So I'm not going to say that I'm a financial advisor whatsoever. I'm not an expert in this field. But what I do know is that some things are worth spending money on and some things are not. So shopping, for example, my crutch was online shopping. I would emotional buy all the time. Whenever I was upset, when I was angry, I would spend money faster than it would come in. And then I would sit in regret after spending so much money than having to admit to my husband that I spent all this money and then feeling the guilt of that. And these are things I didn't even need in the first place. It's just because I was upset at the time and it made me feel better, right? (laughs) I know there's probably a lot of you out there that can relate to this. So This is what I'm talking about when I say money smarts. So do you actually know what you're spending your money on? You know, I'm going to ask you this. How often are you looking in your bank account? How comfortable are you spending time looking through your bank account? How aware are you of what's going in and what's coming out? So do you have any automatic payments that for things that you don't even use anymore coming out of your bank account unto necessarily drawing it down without even realizing it? So that every time that your paycheck goes in, it's immediately drained, right? Things like I'm talking about memberships or interest payments or book clubs or higher service fees than you necessarily need now, or there's so many more options, right? There's so many things. That we don't, we just turn a blind eye to and ignore. And then after we look back and we're like, wow, I spent a lot of money on that. And you could just cancel these memberships because you're not using them anymore, right? There's so many little things that just you could cut out and help you with this. Or another thing is, are you constantly taking out mini loans to keep up with bill payments? You know, what are the interest rates on these loans that you're taking out? You know what's the interest rate on your credit card what have you ever really added up how much of unnecessary money you are spending these are just so many things that can cut back and and it, it, this will help with your spending and start building your bank account once you go in there and actually face what's happening right be real with it that's all and In the end, it really comes down to, you know, of course, obviously how aware you are and what you're actually using with the money that you have and how you're using it. How are you treating it? Are you treating it with love or are you treating it with, you know, scarcity and, you know, having ignoring it or it's all about, you know, that fine tuning of the relationship. I mean, obviously, this is a topic I could probably go on for hours about. But I just really wanted to touch on the different areas of our relationship with money and how perhaps you could maybe give you some insight on how to, you know, create a better relationship of your own, you know, the one that you haven't been with, with money for a very long time. So I'm actually offering an abundance workshop that's coming up on May 4th. And the name of the workshop is how to stop manifesting abundance in reverse. So this is a virtual online workshop and I'm hosting it to really just shed some light on how money has been holding you back and what it is that's holding you back from living your most abundant life ever. And in this workshop, you're going to have the opportunity to turn your money story around. You're going to be able to create a new one that's going to serve you instead of bleed you dry. And the workshop, of course, is for people who are interested in creating their own abundance and in their own lives. So you can grow your bank account. So if this sounds like you, the cart to claim your spot will be opening on next Wednesday. So that's April 10th. So look into my business page on Facebook. The business page is Inner Buddha Reiki. Or you can go to the website, www.innerbuddha.ca. And look under the service tab um, on April 10th. So thank you so much for listening today and hanging out with me. And I hope you got a little bit of inspiration out of this today's episode. And I would love it if you were to leave a review for me. um, And I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, um, what I would like to say is love more and stress less. Thanks. If you found any value in the information that I've covered today, I do offer private coaching sessions that would really benefit you. So for more information on these coaching sessions, please visit www.innerbuddha.ca forward slash awakening life coaching. You can also find this link in the show notes below.